Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Let's move from one tough situation to potentially a tougher situation. The Newcastle Knights, 66 over the Canterbury Bulldogs, zero. We'll start with the positives first of the Newcastle Knights. Um, mate, little shout-out to a good mate of ours, Jackson Hastings. He yes. waited 17 weeks to score his first try. Now he's scored three in two weeks. Uh, chucked it. the helmet on last week, <laughs> and it's working absolute wonders for Jacko. And uh, from a personal note, mate, I want to give him a little shout-out. As controversial as people may think it is that Bradman Best has been selected in origin, I can guarantee you right now, Bradman Best does not get picked in origin if Jackson Hastings does not arrive at that club. The amount of early ball he's given him has been incredible this year. And Jackson literally sat here in the preseason and laid out that plan to me and Maddie that Bradman Best just needs to be unlocked and utilised properly and given early ball. And now he's playing Origin. So a little tick next to the name of Jackson Hastings. So shout out to him. Um, you remember those conversations, Matty? Mate, I, I honestly, those off-season chats with Jacko were... I sat here in awe sometimes. Just, yeah. it, it, It's like he's, um, his, his mouth and brain were trying to work together to keep up with each other. He just, he's, he's a very knowledgeable guy, Jackson Hastings, and he was really a pleasure to listen to. And I'm glad he's, uh, I'm glad he's playing well. Yeah, glad he's doing well up there. And, yeah, Bradman Best, obviously. Uh, what, he scored three tries in this one. I was probably unlucky not to score four, to be fair. Mm. Um, as we said earlier in the show, been full of so much potential for so long. And it is fantastic for Bradman Best, who's had one of the worst injury runs I think I've ever seen. And, you know, people see the injury run in first grade and go, Jesus, had it tough. It started when he was 15. I had him on the podcast about four years ago now, a long time ago now I think about it, um, and talking to him about his journey. And it's just... The amount of injuries he's had to overcome since being a teenager, Matty, has just been incredible. So shout out to Bradman. I, uh, if I'm honest, I probably wouldn't have picked him at centre. But fuck, I hope he absolutely kills it and he can really make a name for himself next Wednesday. Oh, yeah, I hope so. I mean, he's 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 worked with Freddie a lot coming through the greys. Like, he was in every single rep team coming through. So they know each other well. Uh, look, I'm as shocked as anyone that, it, that he got picked, but... We know what he's capable of. Like we, you know, I know the Bulldogs were pretty, pretty poor on the weekend, and it's very, very different in the Origin Arena. But 
we know what he's capable of. So, yeah, let, let, let's hope he can be unlocked in the Origin Arena as well. And, you know, the best thing about Bradman Best, you know, take football aside, he's just a good dude. He's a legend. He's a good fellow. And he got dragged through the awesome. papers a couple of weeks ago. Everyone looking for a fucking unnecessary headline about him going to Bali. I think he was over there doing, like, charity work or something whilst getting mm. a tattoo. Like, please. Mm. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Bradman Best. Uh, mate, I thought... I thought Timmy Williams was over um, in uh, in the UK, and then I saw the number nine jersey for Newcastle, Phoenix Crossland, having I would say the game of his career. I thought he was tremendous in this one. Man, he's getting better and better, isn't he? Like he's never never supposed to play hooker. Yeah. Um, and I, I like I love that he, like he's obviously playing well at the moment. He had an absolute rip snorter on the weekend, but he just. For like a smallish guy, he just he's just so tough in there. Yeah. They've thrown him into the wolves and he's he's not let anyone down, Phoenix Crossland. Yeah, and, and I think Newcastle haven't done the best thing by Phoenix Crossland throughout his career. He came in as the gun halfback, the yeah. next big thing. They played him at hooker. They then tried to turn him into a 13. Uh, he's now back at hooker. And I get he's back at hooker now because of the situation they're in. Obviously, Hastings is in the side. But I still do think the Phoenix can uh, can eventually move back to halfback. Maybe it won't be at Newcastle. I'm not sure where it'll be. But I do probably think that halfback is still his spot, to be honest with you. But oh, doing I very agree. well. I nine. agree. And them getting rid of Randall is still extremely questionable. Oh, when when you know that Jaden Braley's a little susceptible to injury, it was yeah, real, real head scratch of that one. And I think their recruitment of hookers underneath that hasn't been fantastic either. The guys that they've had over the last two years or so uh, never really made sense to me. Mate, a guy I want to give a shout-out to is Lockie Fitzgibbon. It's been a number of times where I've questioned his spot in this football team. There's been a number of times where I've sort of wondered, why is he there? Uh, but, mate, I thought yesterday was probably the best game I've seen him play as well. Scored a try, set up another two, I think it was. Um, he was everywhere, Lockie Fitzgibbon. Yeah. Three line break assists, wow. which is, yeah. Man, he, he's one of those guys. He, he absolutely burst onto the scene um, and just had that combination with Ponga, which looked unstoppable. Then he kind of, like, went away for a bit. Or didn't go away, but, like, you know, hit that form, kind of lulled a bit. But, yeah, it's good to see him playing well. He was he was awesome yesterday. Another one that I've, I've had, I think I've had two conversations with him ever, but from his interactions and stuff that I've seen of him, looks like a champion bloke as well, Fitzy. Yeah, yeah, i I. Don't know if I've ever met him, but yeah. I love the little stab that um, Jacko had at him after the game. He said, um, uh, <laughs> he goes, Fitzgibbon's walking around calling himself Craig. Craig, I saw that. So good. Awesome. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, mate, anyone else from the Newcastle game that you want to touch on? Give, I know it's a you know 66-point victory, so everyone played a good game. Is there anyone else that stood out in particular for you? Uh, I mean, the obvious one's Ponga. Like, yeah. Oh, he, Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. he just absolutely killed it once again. Um, pro could be in the top five fullback performances of the year and still doesn't make our team of the week because of Scotty Drinkwater. Um, kicked 11 goals as well. He was just just having one of those days, KP. And there's not many plays in the comp. Like, I know that, you know, again, he was unstoppable the first few years of his career. Then he's kind of in and out with concussion, blah, blah, blah. But when he's on, he's one of the most beautiful players to watch. He's just, he's, it's awesome, and you, and you love to see it. Yeah. Two line breaks, three line break assists, three try assists. Incredible stuff from KP was everywhere, and he just, he never looks like missing with the boot either. Mm. Obviously, they scored the vast majority of their tries down the left edge. He's a left foot kicker, so it was on his bad side as well, and he, he, he was just never missing them. He was incredible, KP. Just, um, um, just on the back line, 
Ponga, nine tackle breaks. Dom Young, six tackle breaks. Bradman Best, seven tackle breaks. Greg Marsu, 15 tackle breaks. Yeah. Unstoppable. Shout out to all of you out there that had your same game realty, uh, same game multi ruined by Dom Young not scoring I a try. How, I know, ridiculous. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Even KP not scoring a try was wild. Um, yeah, so look, a good all-round game by the Newcastle Knights. Uh, obviously, Tyson Frizzell, he's been dropped from the Origin team, which I think just comes down to an age thing, realistically. But uh, Jacob Saifidi, he's uh, made his way back in, mate. So Saifidi and Bradman Best heading into Origin camp. Uh, yep. Both have taken me by surprise, but congratulations to him going back to the Origin arena for Jacob. Yeah, um, Saifidi came into the Origin team last year and he was, he was bloody awesome. I think we did a... We did the off-season show a couple of weeks ago. His brother, Daniel, I reckon he's, he hasn't had a bad origin game himself. So I, I'm not too surprised Saifidi's come in, um, I guess. But, yeah, good on him. Congratulations to him. All right, let's move to the Canterbury Bulldogs, mate. Very similar to the West Tigers. I I, I don't know how much to say here, to be honest with you. I think Kempi mentioned it earlier in the show. But um, Rajah being taken from the field after 38 minutes. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, I just don't understand the thought process here that now they've gone through Oluwapu and Rajab and hooked them both at different points. I just think that can be so damaging to young players yeah. when, I'm sorry, it's nothing that's happened here is those two faults. No. I just, I think, and I, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to hear the real story. Obviously, Cam Serraldo's come to the club, uh, very highly touted as a future NRL coach, a future very good NRL coach. Um, I'll be honest, Matty, at the moment, I do have my question marks from some things I've seen. I know he's in a tough spot, but there are some decisions that he's made and things that he's done that, to me, don't quite make sense. Maybe yeah. they'll come to fruition later, but I'm not sure at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I was happy to give him the benefit of the doubt at the start because there's been so many injuries, but you're right, there's just been a couple of things here and there that you just... You just kind of raise your eyebrows at. You're not, you're not sure what's going on. Like, obviously, you know... It's a bit of a write-off year for the Bulldogs, but, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. Put it this way, and I'm sure Canterbury would back in their man, Cam Serrata, every day of the week, but if I was Canterbury and I was to go back on reflection and decide, did I take the right assistant coach from the Penrith Panthers? I think I'm mm. saying I took the wrong one at the moment. Mm, true. I mean, the proof's in the pudding. Andrew Webb's is absolutely killing it up at the Warriors and pretty much as you said last week, came into a squad that he had no control over and has just made it work with everyone in that squad. Um, it's not like the Warriors have been short of injuries either. So, uh, Mate, uh, on a bit more of a negative note, um, got to call it as I see it, Tevita Pangai Jr. played 35 minutes in this game. He ran for 37 metres, yeah. uh, 14 tackles, 5 missed. I, he had two stints. The first one was 17 minutes. The next one was 16 minutes. Um this is a marriage that is not working out, and I think they need to separate. I think it's in their best interest to move Tavita on and move in a different direction, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't have much more to add, but I agree with you, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's yeah, a it's tough just, situation. It, 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 was a, it, was a, it was a poor game. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I, I genuinely I feel sorry for Tavita because I think that he hasn't been treated overly well by the New South Wales Blues. I think that that was all handled very, very poorly. Oh, I, Seriously. That cra crazy that he... Yeah, and I, I think Tavita would genuinely have a lot of head noise at the moment, yeah. uh, which I uh, I do feel very sorry for him. And I think it might be in his best interest to make a move from Canterbury anyway, because I think he's... Just from when I'm looking at 
Canterbury fan pages and everything, I think he's quickly becoming a target and a scapegoat there. Right. So I think it would be in the best interest of both parties and to move in different directions. Mate, one guy I do like, obviously Jacob Preston, he's had a fantastic season. And I, he didn't have his greatest game yesterday, but shocked me in a 66-nil <laughs> yeah. defeat. Who, who did? This Curtis Morin. Yeah. He's just got something about him. He's just a tough little bastard that I would love to see get more minutes. He's He has got a little bit of that... Cotto Cam McInnes sort of type to him. He just plays well above his weight. He's tough as nails and he just takes them on and goes direct. I really like that in him. Yeah, it's tough with Canterbury. Um, they've just sort of found themselves in a bit of a hole at the moment. And this was, once again, we said the same thing about the West Tigers. You know, there's so much noise coming out of Canterbury at the start of the season that they weren't going to be this, to- this side that rolled over and got beat by X amount of points and they were going to have the dogs of war mentality. And Matty, I know they've had injuries. I know it's been tough. But once again, defence comes down to attitude. Um, I think it's worth noting here, this wasn't Canterbury in 15th versus second place. This was 15th versus 13th. Yeah, and like obviously, it's it's probably not fair to compare the two absolute floggings on the weekend, but like I back the Cowboys to beat the Knights by a good margin at this point. Yeah. So like it was... Almost worse, to be honest, than when it, when it comes to quality of opposition. I I think so, mate. Yeah. So, um, yeah, getting very ugly in Canterbury. Um, I think Timmy's been saying it for a while that uh, Paul Alamotti is not sure if he's ready for first grade at this point. And I, I think after the game on the weekend, I probably would give Paul a little bit of a spell just to let him regroup. Um, mate, have a look at their missed tackles. I mean, we spoke about the Warriors earlier. Um, they had a like they they lost twenty eight points to six. They had a grand total of I think it was six players that missed tackles. Um, the only player that didn't miss a tackle for the Canterbury Bulldogs was Raymond Fitala Mariner, uh, who played fifteen minutes. So sixty three missed tackles to Good the Bulldogs. God to twelve. And if you're missing sixty three tackles, you you're you're probably going to lose by thirty. Try not to complete at sixty one percent. When you have forty percent of the ball, I mean that's a tough thing as well. You look at guys who had five or more missed tackles. And some of their better players, your Kirazas, mm. Marnie, Burton, Tavita. Yeah, to, was- to, to be fair, I, I I just wrapped him galore. Curtis Moran missed seven tackles there. Ockenball yeah. six. I think there has to be a change with Jaden Ockenball. I just don't think they can work on the edge any longer. Yeah, I. I, if gonna, gonna, I don't if, know who their options yeah, are. Yeah, if you're gonna play, got, if you're gonna play him on the edge, I'd probably give him a bit more time in reserve grade um yeah i, yeah. I don't know tough situation um it was look, a horror i was a horror afternoon a like, horror show i'd be putting it in the bottom drawer and i probably wouldn't be looking at that one again uh yeah pretty dark day for canterbury fans obviously a lot of fans i think they they, they pretty much booed them off at halftime yep Yep. Which is pretty telling. Um, and that's the thing, similar to West Tigers fans, if not more so with Canterbury, some of the most passionate fans in the league. Bloody earth, yeah. That's one thing I am confident with the Canterbury fans, probably even more so than Tigers fans. They'll still be there next weekend no matter what's going on. And it probably is going to get worse before it gets better, if I'm being completely honest with you. But I think better, better times are on the horizon for Canterbury. We just we don't want to be sitting here for the next two years saying that. I, I reckon it's very lucky for them that, you know, Cody, Keon, Cam, Graham's out. Like, they're playing South this week. And Latrell too, yeah. Latrell's not there. So, if South were full strength, that could have been another demolition job, to be honest. Yeah, um, they could have got very ugly. It's it's interesting to note that, obviously, we talk about how close the comp is. 
And it is. It's from, you know, I'd say Penrith are pretty clearly number one. But from two to friggin' two to ten or two to... Uh, yeah, say two to ten, it's like extremely, extremely close. But that obviously doesn't mean that, you know, everyone's close. And unfortunately, the bottom three teams just got absolutely demolished on the weekend. Yeah, it's sort of... Uh there's daylight between team 13, 14 to 15, yep. 16, 17, unfortunately. As you said, Tigers, Dragons, Bulldogs are the bottom three teams. The next bottom team's Newcastle, and they're the yeah. team that put on 66 points. So, Yeah. If you're a super coach player, we'll be talking on Beers and Break Evans this week about do you start to build your team around focusing on guys that play those bottom three teams the most in the run home, mm. which is pretty scary because uh, you could see more and more score lines like this. All right, let's move to the last game of the week. A pretty exciting game. I really enjoyed this one, Matty. Uh, Manly, 18 over the Sydney Roosters, 16. Uh, we'll start with Manly first, mate. DCE. Um, Tom and Eddie keep making jokes about how he's not getting younger. I'm not convinced he isn't getting younger at times. The way that he's playing his footy, and I feel like I've been talking about DCE like he's got one year to go in his career for the last three years. Mate, he could be playing Origin in two years the way he's going, let alone first grade. Absolutely ridiculous. He is very much so the form number seven in the NRL at the moment, and he's, what, 34 years old? Unbelievable. Killing yeah. it at origin, blah, blah, blah. The most telling thing about yesterday, obviously, we all know how good Daily Cherry Evans' boot is, but the, the Roosters were making so many more metres than Manly in every set. The average set distance from the Roosters was 50, and the average set distance from Manly was 37, but Cherry Evans just kept getting him out of trouble constantly, especially late in that second half. And then that I'm not even I haven't even spoken about the fact that he scored the first two tries. He was head and shoulders the best player on that field yesterday, and I reckon if he wasn't there, the Roosters would have won by more than two tries. And yeah. I'm not just saying that because he scored two tries. I'm just saying they would have won by a decent margin. Yeah, I completely agree. I thought the intercept was just such an experienced play from him. Yeah, intercepts are intercepts, but. <clears throat> The way that he just read that play and exactly how it was unfolded, he obviously addressed that. Daniel Tupu was fading out, and I, you know, I I hate it when you when you've got the ball in your hand like that, and you. I feel like that was one of those ones that Luke Curry got the ball, and as he let go, but he oh, went shit. Yeah, and time would have just gone completely still for yeah. him in that moment. It was just a one of those. I'm not going to say lazy because he's not lazy, but like one of those just like moments where you just don't think for half a second, and it happens to the best of us. And he just sort of let the ball go and go, oh, no, when he saw Daly pushing up. Yeah. I, feel but, so, I actually feel sorry for him, for but sure. But credit to DCE for putting himself in that moment. Uh, as I said earlier in the show, I think he's probably the only ball player in the comp that reads that in that way. Mm. Because you've got to remember, like, they were they were behind at that point, were they? Or, yeah. or, or, or just about – they were behind, sorry. They yeah, behind. so for DCE to come up with that play and just back his mind in of how he read that moment to take advantage of it. And, and also – they were behind, I think it was 10-6, and it was just, it was almost half time as well, and the Roosters were looking good, so it was, man, it was a timely try, or timely Very big play. play. Yeah. Huge play, and just to put himself there in that moment, incredible. And, you know, it's it's nowhere near as far as theatre and everything goes, but as soon as it happened, I just sort of, I thought back to that moment when Lockyer took the intercept off the Brett Hodgson pass, and I thought, of course he was there. Yeah. Of course he was the guy that in that moment put himself there, and DCE, just, just tremendous. He scored the first try, obviously a brilliant play. Ruben Garrick chipping back into the middle. Sensational. That was awesome. Mate, the last play of the game, that won, well, not the last play of the game, but the last try of the game, uh, Joshy Schuster yep. puts Ben Travojevic over. Um, I thought it was a pretty routine play, to be completely honest with you. Uh, but they got their timing and everything 
100% perfect. And for me, who's watched these two, who are probably one of the best duos I've ever seen in Harold Matz and SG Ball when they were coming through. I think there's a, there's a couple of highlights online that you can watch of these two and the stuff they were doing back then. Great to see two guys that have come through the Manly system come up with a play like that to win that game, a huge yeah. one. You know, I'm pretty sure, I'll, I'll check this, that best Hoppawati uh, moment we talked about before, I'm pretty sure they, those two were both in that team as well. And they were both playing on the left somewhere as well. I, th- I think, I think. I'm pretty confident Ben was. Yeah. Yeah, you might be right about Schuster. Yeah, that was, I'll give credit to the Roosters though. Like obviously you say it, w- it was a routine play and it was, but the Roosters have been defending their fucking asses off for the last yeah. 10, 15 minutes before that. They didn't help themselves giving away so many penalties because they were, their forwards were absolutely dominating Manly's. Um, but yeah, a bit of, bit of ill discipline cost the Roosters there and eventually it just crashed. Like there was a, there was a point, I think two or three minutes before that, where Ruben Garrick was about to score for all money and that butcher just comes out of nowhere and chops him down, which was a fantastic play. So I've got to give the Roosters some credit. They, they tried really hard in defense except for that discipline. Um, but it just wasn't just wasn't their afternoon. And I felt really sorry, obviously, that, that big play for Travojevic, but I did feel very sorry for my boy, the Roosters' halfback, Sandon Smith, who I absolutely love. Uh, came up with a pretty poor effort on that play. He's, he's been better than what he showed in that moment so far in his career, so hopefully he can bounce back from it. Uh, but Manly, mate, I think it, it's almost as simple as Jake Travojevic plays and this team competes most of the time they win. The impact he has on this side and just the passion that he brings – is second to none, Matty. It, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that stat when Timmy brought it up the other week. I think it was that how poor that record is without him. And he actually his inclusion for the Blues gives me a lot of hope for Game Three because he's just a guy that cares so much. He'd probably play for free if he could, um, if he had to. Sorry. So yeah, it's great. It's great to see him back. He just he defines what Manly's all about. Yeah, for sure. And uh, before we move to the Roosters, uh, obviously Manly getting a win there at home. Little going away present for friend of the show, Ella Maddie. How good? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, uh, I'm dis. Uh, you know what? I was about to say I'm disappointed. I won't see her like her team list, her team list like reactions. But I'm sure she'll be over. I in got a Cro- feeling you will. Yeah, I reckon she'll, she'll be in Croatia somewhere doing it. Um, Manly's number one fan, uh, going off to Europe. But yeah, good, good for her. Good. I'm glad they can get a win for her. I need to hire someone for come watch. Um, all right, the Sydney Roosters. Uh, Mate, um, an improved performance. There is no doubt about that whatsoever. But I kind of feel like we're just, we're watching the same problems consistently. It's just not there, is it? It's just not there. In attack, it's just not there. And it's crazy. Like, it's just, uh, to be fair, Joey Manu back at centre looks better than he has the last few weeks. But he um, probably wasn't as involved, like, he, you know, he, he was good, but he wasn't as involved as he was the last week against Canberra. But, mate, unless it's early ball to Manu, this team, they don't look like firing yeah. a shot at the moment. Yeah, he looks, you're right. He looks like pretty much their only threat right now, which is... He, he is their only threat at the yeah. moment. And, and it was he was the only thing that really kept them in this game. Um, Teddy obviously scored a try off a great Egan Butcher offload. There was some really good footy. But, Teddy, mate, I'm just seeing the same problems. He just doesn't. And the moment that summed it up for me was at the back end of this game. Corey Allen makes a break down the left-hand side. Manly's left, so the Roosters' right. It was completely shot out there. The ball had to get out there. Teddy got the ball one off the ruck and tried to jam back in between yeah. the markers. And I was just sitting there going, oh. And then he bounced out of it through a crappy offload that hit the ground. Radley had to pick it up and flick it. And it just, they just lost 
all their momentum from that play. And that was a moment where I just I just thought uh, over the last few weeks, that would have been a moment that Teddy would have gone, okay, the space is there, the ball needs to get there. Yeah. Instead, he jammed off his right foot and just went straight in the markers. And it just, it gave Manly time to mm. gather their momentum again. And I, I found that super frustrating. It goes out to the right, it comes back to the left. And then on the last play, I don't know where Teddy was. And Luke Curry was standing on the short side, not saying anything. And the ball ended up in the hands of Sandon Smith. You're down by two points. You got an opportunity to win it. How does the football end up in the hands of a halfback that's played three games of first grade? Yeah, it was not a good set. In fact, if any, if anything sums up their season, it's it probably did sum that, it's it, probably it that perfectly set. summed up their season. That last set of six was atrocious. Yeah, and I and you know I, I obviously Sandal Smith he made a poor decision at the end to kick, and you saw Joey Manu just standing there going, "What is going on? Just give me the ball." Mm. But that's where Kiri and Teddy have to step up and take ownership of that football team. And but they that's the thing. They we've seen them do it for years and years and years. It's it's really puzzling to see what's going on there at the moment. Now you and watch it, that last play again and just keep an eye on Luke Keary. He's hovering down the short side and behind the play the ball. It was almost like it's almost like he didn't want the ball in his hands in that moment, which I think is a really, really worrying sign. Yeah. Oh, what do you it's, say? Yeah, mate, what 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 do you say? So so close, but they're still just there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. So far away from putting it together, it's wild. Mm. Hard to get a read on the Chooks at the moment. And if it is going to turn around, I keep saying it, it is going to turn around. I mean, to our credit over the last few weeks, we haven't. But you just it's amazing that a team with this much talent and this much ability just can't make it work. It's, it's so confusing. And it, every week, you just think... It's going to happen this week. This will it's be gonna, the week. It's going to happen this week. But then you you really watch them closely and they're just not offering anything with the ball. Yeah. And it's been that way for the whole year. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 